Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about losing a bid. Anytime you lose a bid on a property, there's a natural reaction to second-guess your offer. Did we offer too little, or was the winner out of their mind? It happened to us this week. We're a total of eight offers on this property in a good location. We calculated our offer price based on a reasonable set of zoning assumptions and a reasonable balance of risk. After losing the bid, we spoke with the winning bidder to understand why they had bid nearly $900,000 more than our offer price. It came down to assumptions on the entitled density. If we could only get low density approved, we would earn zero profit at the price the winner offered. But if he was right, even his offer price was still a bargain purchase price. It all comes down to what you believe the Planning Commission and ultimately City Council will approve in that location. After careful deliberation and the opportunity to do some due diligence, we made an even higher offer to buy the contract from the winning bidder. So not only did we offer to pay $900,000 more than our original offer, we put a premium to compensate the winning bidder for their efforts to buy the contract from them. We may have got it wrong, or maybe we were right, but now we'll at least have the time to perform proper due diligence and determine the true potential for the property and therefore its value. So why would we offer an even higher bid on the same property after having lost the bid? As long as the project ultimately meets our financial metrics, it doesn't really matter that we're paying a bit more. Would I prefer to pay less? Of course. The unfortunate thing about auction environments is that the winner almost always ends up paying more than if they were the only bidder. There's also next to no room for negotiation with the seller. The question is whether auction fever takes over and the winner ends up paying too much. We're pretty disciplined investors and we make sure that we don't take needless risks. So now that we have the property under contract, the key is to determine the viability of the project during the due diligence period. That means a detailed checklist of due diligence items. Now the good news is we have a well-established list of standard items. It includes a meeting with the Planning Commission and getting a clear list of deliverables for the zoning application. Each community has a slightly different checklist. We need to make conservative assumptions about the stormwater management and allocate sufficient land for stormwater retention. Some communities allow you to channel stormwater into the stormwater drainage system, but we have to assume that all of the stormwater would be retained on the property. That means we need to reserve acreage for that purpose instead of building houses on that portion of the land. Fact is, we don't know if the project is truly viable yet. We'll need to take the time over the next several weeks and truly determine the envelope of this project. We're going to run multiple different scenarios. What happens if we get a density of, say, 4 units an acre, or 6, or how about 12 units an acre? Each one of those scenarios is a completely different product with a different market positioning. But now we have it under contract, we have the control to make good decisions. Do we feel bad that we're paying a bit more? Not at all. We're constantly learning. We don't often second-guess ourselves. For the most part, we're pretty clear on our financial model. But in this case, there was one critical variable that we did not have clarity on. We simply didn't know the density that the city would allow. We still don't know the answer to that question, but at least we have an idea of what might be approved. It was on that basis that we proceeded with the higher offer price. What makes this project safe is the notion that the land in the core of the city is fully developed. This city is one of the fastest growing cities in North America, and certainly within the top 10. The inventory is low and the product we're aiming to develop will continue to be in high demand even if market conditions change. Typically, 
when there's a downturn in real estate, it affects the most expensive end of the market first. This particular property has multiple exit strategies, so we feel safe in developing a few hundred units of new residential housing. We're still buying the land in a hot area at under $3.50 a square foot. The process of developing can sometimes be a bit messy and a little unpredictable. You're literally dealing with a blank canvas, and it can take multiple iterations of a design concept to arrive at something that truly fits in every respect. It's got to fit the area in terms of features, price point, amenities. It's a creative process. It's really an art form. So even if you lose a property in an auction environment, don't be scared to go back and have a conversation with the winning bidder. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. 